Welcome back to Ambo TV, home of the next generation pastors. And I'm super excited right now because we get to talk to Pastor Ashley Abercrombie about her new book, The Rise of the Truth Teller. I mean, you gotta, you gotta tell me, where did the title come from? Uh, so the title was birthed out of my book proposal, which had about five different very, very bad titles. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and my agent at the time was like, this is actually a book about truth. Okay. And so then I just started praying, God, what do you want this title to be? And I'm not trying to be over hyper spiritual about it, but I really wanted it to be a title that would grab people. Yeah. And so as I really started to pray, I thought, man, my whole life message has been about rising in truth and being a truth teller in this world. And so I thought, ah, the rise of the truth teller. And it All stuck right. and my people liked it. <laughs> I mean, it's looking good on the table. Thank I wouldn't you. mind having it on my so coffee too. table. So walk us through, or at least walk me through, mm. you know, your your writing process here. Like what was what kind of inspired you to start writing it? And you know, what, how, what is the reader gonna be taken through on the journey in your book? Yes, great question. All of my writing training has actually been in creative writing. So I was expecting to write a novel as my first book. All so right. it was a real curveball and a surprise that this is what I ended up writing. But I have a deep desire for people to understand the power of a story. And I believe in, in the power of my own story and have seen it worked out as I begin to share all the things that I've gone through from addiction to eating disorders, to struggles with um, you know recovering from sexual assault and abortion and all the different things that I personally have struggled with in my life. And I love being able to share that with people because I can just see so many folks go, me too. I deal with that too. I've struggled with that too. And I think there's a real power in us understanding that we are broken human beings and that there is hope. And the other real strong message I think people will take away is this idea that you're not alone. You know, as connected as we are in our digital age, yeah. I really believe we're also so still struggling with uh, loneliness and isolation and disconnection. And so I believe it's a real um, good reminder for people that you're not alone. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, God is with you. And you know what? You can build a tribe of people around you who will carry you through life too. I love it. Now, I got to tell you too, since we met and, and we go back now. Yeah, we now do. I say we go back. Our relationship goes back. <laughs> I think the, the thing that struck me and, and that impressed me the most was that you were so open. It, immediately, as soon as we met, you were you held nothing back. Mm -hmm. You discussed, we, we talked about addiction immediately. Yeah. I think within the first 10 minutes, yes. we, we were talking about, <laughs> yeah. and I was telling you about, I was just telling you about mm -hmm. things that I've struggled with, yes. like you know, trying to give up cigarettes, yes. and, and alcohol was a thing for me. Yeah. Um, you know, these are all things that Jesus gave me the power yeah. to, you know, let go of. Yes. Um, struggle, I still struggle with smoking a bit. Sure. You know, the, the vaping is, is kind of helping. I've tried, I tried everything though. Yeah, I totally. I tried the Chantix, I tried yes. the patch, I tried the gum. I tried, yeah. Jesus is really the only way. So do, are there any, you know, are there any stories in here? Is this kind of something that will help people not only cope with their, you know, life struggles, but does it help them turn to Jesus as well? Yes, yeah. and I think turning to Jesus is a great place to start, but the Bible talks about working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Okay. And so we, we can get delivered from things, we can get saved from things, but at the same time, we still have to go back into our regular life. We're mm -hmm. still showing up with the same relationships and probably the same job. Yeah. Even when we discover Jesus, even when we go to Him, we still have to deal with our regular life. And so I think I talk so much in the book about practical ways to learn to rest, to learn to be in relationship, to learn to trust God, to learn to keep going 
in the ordinary moments of life when you want to quit, in the things that seem so in insignificant, discovering the power of God, discovering that He's good in the middle of it. And so I think it's a practical help. And often I think the big stories can make us feel like, well, I don't have a huge story like that. I didn't go through those things. Like, is this really for me? And yes, it is because we all have struggles. That's the, the universal commonality between yeah. people is that we have character flaws, we have issues, we have problems, we have pain. No one is exempt from that. No matter what your economic bracket is, no matter what gender you are, everybody struggles. And so I think there's real power in owning that and beginning to own your own story and tell the truth about your life and then rising up and living this life with grace and gumption. There's power in that. Absolutely. So give me one good example mm -hmm. in your life, how mm -hmm. God just you know gave you the power to kind of muscle through mm -hmm. and just be the awesome Ash Abercrombie that we <laughs> know today. Well, I think one of those things is I remember the first year of my marriage. I got married in my early 30s okay. and I had already come about halfway through my recovery journey, 16 years now, but I've been about eight years then. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. It was eight years. And in our marriage, I didn't mean to do this, but I was a total stonewaller. Okay. And every time we'd have a, an issue come up, I didn't know how to talk about it. I would just completely shut down and, and not be able to talk, not be able to connect, not be able to share. And I remember my husband coming and sitting beside me once and he just said, you know what? I know you're not ready to talk right now, but when you are, I'm here. And it did something to me. It sort of began to, it was like a, a little hammer tapping on a dam. And it just broke me open in a really powerful way because I realized that God's not asking me to fix myself. He can just be with me. That God understands my struggles and he can just be with me. And I went back into recovery at that point because I realized that there was something that I was holding on to. I was unable to talk, unable to connect. And God showed me through that there was a, a very important family member in my life. And when I was younger, um, they couldn't speak back to me. I would ask questions and they would just stare straight ahead as if I wasn't in the room. And so I had experienced that, but I realized I was still holding unforgiveness in my heart against mm -hmm. this person. And so because I was holding unforgiveness, I was repeating the very thing I hated in my own marriage. I was becoming the thing that I refused to forgive. And so for me, I had to really take ownership of that again, even eight years into my recovery journey and go, you know what, God, I need some help. I'm struggling to forgive. I'm struggling to let go. Can you help me overcome this hurdle? And through a process of recovery, through deep abiding relationship with God and with people, I was able to overcome that and begin to have healthy conversations in my marriage. So that's one of the examples in the book. That is such <laughs> a beautiful, just an example and, and a talk of, of your faith walk and, yeah. and, and just of, and, and how strong your faith and yeah. has been and how much it's helped you out. Mm -hmm. And it's always in those moments. It's always in those moments of struggle that God is like, mm. and, and we totally. I think I've found anyway, I've found God the most when I'm able with a breakthrough, mm -hmm. you know, when, when it's something I'm struggling with, uh, one of my biggest addictions and, and people don't call out addiction enough what it I is. Agree. Yes. Anger is an addiction. 100%. It is. A it's a real struggle for me. Look, yes. look, I'm yes. telling you. Listen, and we live in New York, and so it's no games. We live in New York, no games. <laughs> Not only do I take PT, which for anybody that doesn't know in, in in New York, we, PT is public transportation. Yes. So if you take PT, <laughs> anger, shoulder to shoulder Real. with people, yeah, and you <laughs> yeah. can feel negativity coming off. Totally. Of yeah. So it's some, but when I'm able to, when somebody steps on my foot or somebody nudges me and yeah. gives me a dirty look and I'm able to just <laughs> yeah. smile at them, yeah. I can, f I know God is like, yeah. Yeah, buddy, that's yeah, a win right there. You're totally. winning. You're winning. Yeah. Yes. So that's actually what I went back to recovery for. Like, really? Hi, my name is Ashley, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ who struggles with pride, control, and anger. 
And so anger was a huge thing for me. And imagine being a woman, yeah, being angry. We're not allowed. Like nice girls don't get angry. Mm. You know, we have resting bee face in the <laughs> office or she must be on her period. The yeah. different things that we get told when we're angry. So yeah. we also not only have to overcome the issue of anger, but also the systemic barriers that tell us we can't even be mad. And then same, I think for men, even as a Christian, Christians aren't supposed to be mad, Ooh. but we do get mad. Yeah. <laughs> so Everybody it's an important thing mad. to deal with. Yeah. Yes. And it's it, a thing. It's, it's, it's an addiction, <laughs> and you definitely and you pointed out pride as well. Totally. Pride, being Real prideful. Real struggle. That's a killer. It is. It is. I, I remember uh, somebody telling you, you know, a uh, man has no natural enemy. Man's only enemy is his own pride. Man, that's, I, that's yeah. the truth. Yeah, the whole pride truth. is a thing too. People it don't understand. Is. These are all addictions. Like yes, they are. When, when people hear the word addiction, they immediately go to substance, which is true, sure. you know, but there are many, many levels and yes, many other are. kinds of addiction. Yes, there so, are. So, you know, and, and I really hope that if, if anyone at home is watching this now, mm. you know, if they're suffering from anger or, or yes. pridefulness or, you know, they're holding on to something, you know, to really check out this book. Mm -hmm. it, now, are you planning anything for the future? Do we have other projects in the works? Yes, or? I do. So do. I signed a two book deal with my publisher, Baker Books. Congrats. And so, yeah. Yay. So right after this one releases on October 1st, I will be working on the next one. Okay. <laughs> and I'm so excited about it. All right. So The Rise of the Truth Teller. Yes. Um, where can the folks at home find the book? You can find it wherever books are sold. So you can go. Really? On, yeah. Barnes and Noble? Totally. You can go wherever you'd like and, and, and buy my book. <laughs> one of my daughter's favorite stores too. So now we can walk Yay. into Barnes and Noble and, you can and get find it. an Ash Abercrombie book. That's so cool. And Amazon. <laughs> yes. Amazon, yes. of course, wherever you can find them. <laughs> All right. So I, I'm going to wrap it up with one more question. Mm, please. And that is, um, so now you are a pastor. Mm -hmm. uh, could you, what's a, who's a pastor right now, a contemporary, that you're really looking at mm. as like, you know, the, this is kind of my male or female. Mm. This is this is my choice for the week. Who's a hot Ooh, pastor? Oh, you just picked a really hard question. You know who I'm really listening to at the moment is um, Dr. Brenda Salter-McNeil. Okay. And she's a pastor in the Seattle area. Um, and Pastor Eugene Cho um, founded this church, and then she was a pastor there. But she talks about real things, and she says the truth exactly the way it is, and I love her. I can listen to her preaching and walk away going, yes, it was just honest, applicable, and just accurate. And she teaches with understanding. So she's not just giving you knowledge, but you can tell she actually understands. Like, she is living the things that she preaches, and she understands the struggle of real life. And I just love her. <laughs> Pastor Ashley Abercrombie, thank you so yeah, much for being here. Thank so you so much here. for sharing with us. I, I need a high five for recovery. Yes. I'm a big fan of you. That's what Love I'm my Ambo about. TV fam. <laughs> family since the start. In stores everywhere, October 1st, digital and physical retailers, Rise of the Truth Teller. You guys got to check this out. Thank you for watching. Good night, and I will see you next week. I'm out.